Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the Zoobcast, episode 90. That sounds pretty close to 100, doesn't it? Louie and Josh, that's pretty exciting. We're getting there. We're getting, we're getting there. there. Uh, the uh, Today we're going to talk a little bit about the Ottawa Senators, as we usually do. And Josh came into the Zoobcast Instagram group chat today, and he sent us a, a picture, an image, of the yap meter and it was set to he is ready to to yap obscenely i don't remember if that was the exact terminology josh, was in that was in. catastrophic okay so it's a I big deal where... josh has a lot to say yeah. today according to josh um we're gonna we're gonna have a this is gonna be a big discussion based episode about the state of the senators and now they are coming off of a win let's make this clear this is not like this is not gonna be a doom and gloom episode or anything but before that win <laughs> were three really tough games to watch and we'll just recap this quickly since we've last recorded an episode they came back from sweden played the islanders gave up the two quickest goals in franchise history back to back like six seconds in that game and lost uh they then played the weirdest game of the year against florida which I had, okay, I had the quote-unquote pleasure of going to this game. We stayed for the first two periods, watched them go down 3 nothing, and left at the second intermission, and missed all of the, the fun. second intermission? We left the second intermission oh for a variety God. of reasons, which I won't get into, but I'll we say, left I was the second the intermission. I the whole way. Like, I, I, yeah, like, I remember that. You were telling me that. So I missed all of the good part, like the fun parts of that game, yeah. which were in the third, when... All of that stuff went down, and then the ref went on the ice and made the call of everybody is getting a 10-minute misconduct, which was awesome. I've never seen that in my <laughs> life. That was great. I, and I was thinking about this. Every time in recent history that the Sens have played the Panthers, it's been insane. Like, do you remember? So, they won, yes. like, the, the Sens have won, yeah. like, 8-3 a while ago, and last year there was a penalty minute fest. Like, it was just, they've, they've had a we couple also, of yeah, when they lost, like, 7-2 like, with, like, 90% yeah. of yes. goals. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I remember that. Something Alex about the Lyon. Panthers, man. 
destroy Alex him. Lyon. Yeah. That true. that would be a fun playoff series. Hey, sends Panthers. I think that's that's an underrated rivalry because it like, is. obviously there's the Kachuk thing going on, but my god, the two teams hate each other. Every time they play, they do. it's like a totally bloodbath. do. It's excellent. I love yeah. it. Yeah. And then at the end like at the end of the second intermission, like Corpus Salo was like getting into it with Matthew Kachuk, which I honestly love that. I was like, that's great. That'd be Corpy. Yeah. Get in there. But the Sens lose five nothing. They absolutely lay an egg and lose five nothing. And everybody is freaking out. Oh, th- good good thing they're playing the lowly Columbus Blue Jackets the next game. Okay, here we go. Let's go to Columbus. You're up two nothing. This is fantastic. Two nothing, ten minutes into the game, out shooting Columbus, like whatever it was, like twelve to Let two. Let it be known. Like, it was sixteen four because I only turned 16-4. on the game with six minutes left in the first. It was two nothing. The shots were sixteen four. <laughs> the shots were sixteen to four. And then I turned on the game and the Jackets score was it three goals in the end of the first or just two? it was two maybe? Two. I don't know. Just two. But, but just two. Yeah. Just two. They immediately score a couple goals and then I watch the second and they give up two more. And then I don't watch the third and they dominate them by what I saw but didn't score, but at least didn't give up a goal. So they were um two they, they scored two gave up none when i wasn't watching and uh, scored zero gave up four when i did watch so maybe that's a sign that's i'm watching the game Gosh. so my favorite part about that columbus game had nothing at all to do with the play on the ice but i'm a i'm a, I'm a big fan of the tsn 1200 post game show and louis yes. i know you know where i'm going with yes. this <laughs> I, uh, can't wait. I would like to i like I, I don't think he's listening to the podcast right now, but he John followed us. Vancouver. He followed oh, us the he? other day. Yeah. Okay. I, I, John from Vancouver, I shout out. How are you? I hope you're doing well. Uh, call of all time. by For John those who Vancouver. don't know, well, I'll, I'll insert the clip. I'll record and play the clip yes. like right now <laughs> so you can all hear it. But John from Vancouver is up next. John, uh, what's on your mind this evening? Uh, yeah, you know, as you say, Graham, it's uh, Groundhog Day all over again. And I'm going to be quite honest, like, this is probably the lowest it's been in a really long time. And as you know, I've, I've called several times, but, you know, I'm very much in the fire DJ camp. He should have been fired last year, and we're going through this garbage again. Like, put it this way. We had to bring it last year, and what was, what, what did we do with him? Like, we, we, were ta- we were putting up our mock lineups last year about how he was going to play with Stutzla and Giroux. How long was that for? Like, what, eight minutes for the entire season? And now what? We have Tarasenko, who we got as kind of like a stopgap replacement for one year for to basically fill that void. And where is he playing? He's playing on the third line with Warwick Chartier. Not Ridley Gregg, Warwick Chartier and Dominic Kublik, who's also been really invisible. But, you know, you just have to look at it like, you know, just – like, you have to cut ties. Like, this is just absolutely pathetic. Like, we're going through this over and over again. And honestly, like, I'm going to be quite honest. Like, the whole roster, like, I say there's no true verdict until you get in a new coach. And that's the only thing we haven't changed since this has happened. Basically, we, I'm actually going to put this in an OC trans, an old OC transpo um, uh, comparison here. So, basically, the GM, Dorian, you know, we got it. You got, you got some nice bus tickets. He said, you know what? Hey, DJ, we're going to cabin. We're going downtown. We're having a good time. Take the 95. It'll take you there. Two tickets. That's all it takes. But, you know, it's essentially giving all these good roster players to get you to cabin. And you know what? Where does he go? He takes the 172 to Bayshore to Moxie. Like, this guy does not have any direction. This is just ridiculous. Like, like, 
knowing about the same thing that we know is the root problem. Uh, but man, just something else, Adam, if you want it to was, take us I through. Mean, the, 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 the OC transpo obscure like these lines yeah. don't exist anymore the 172 that you can't take nope. you can't take the 172 i i mean gosh it's just unbelievable really really great stuff uh from john from vancouver but the Sens lost that game the Sens lost four to two to columbus and it was bad like it was really like vibes were not good after that game they're eight and ten which is really ugly uh and they come out on home ice saturday night i was at this louis we were both at this game against seattle Really, really mm-hmm. good crowd, full house. Uh, they won. They that, let's just this is what matters. They won the game two nothing. They won. They outplayed Seattle, in my opinion. They outplayed Seattle, but and they were on a back to back. They were on a back to back. That was the most boring game of hockey I've ever watched in my life. I I was like, <laughs> yeah. I was in shock. I was like, there's nothing. Adam, nothing we were there to talking, me. trying to make it interesting. Like, I know. It was, like, it was, what was a tough it? Scene. It was a two on two. <laughs> For the Kraken coming down, and I yes. remember you said it was Shabbat and Zub defending. He said, "All right, Shabbat, go to the side. Zub, you got this. You can defend this." <laughs> yeah, take the two on one. <laughs> Zub, Zub had a great game, by the way, against Excellent. Seattle. I want to point that out. He was like fantastic. Four of the last six minutes. He was oh, he crazy. was electric, electric Zub. And Sanderson was great. Everyone played well. Joseph, oh my God, Joseph looks fantastic. But we'll we'll get into all this later. But the Sens win a terrible game, two nothing. They needed that. So incredibly badly. Shout out Anton Forsberg. Big, big shutout in that game. Um, but let's get into this, Josh. You you're, you you stated that you wanted to to yap on this episode, so I'm going to flip this one over to you. What have you seen from the Senators lately that you wanted to bring up in this episode? Um, I think, and Adam, you know what? Maybe this is directed at you a bit. Um, I think okay. The lo- even though it's only two games, the last two games along with the the what what is it uh nine games before that uh show that how important shabbat is to this team and like i've tweeted a bunch yeah. about it on the zoocast account and louis i know agrees with me and i think you're at least your opinion has changed a little bit you said today you think he's their second best defenseman which i think everyone agrees he's not the first everyone agrees it's sanderson some people might yeah. say it's chicken whatever i agree he's the second best but um like i know they lost to columbus but if you look at and I know a loss is a loss. Columbus isn't a good team. Like, it's still a loss. But if you look at the expected numbers, they actually, I'd say, had one of their better games of the season, especially at 5-on-5. Five five. They gave up one expected goal against the entire yeah. game. Um, so, and, and then against Seattle, like I said, I found they also deserve to win. And part of it is because, you know, like, Hamannick played five minutes in the game against Seattle. Like, Shabbat yeah. being back helps with yeah. that. But just overall, even if it is just him pushing other guys down the importance of him in the lineup like cannot be understated and i feel like a lot of people are going to start to realize that a lot of people who like were advocating for trading him uh, i don't know if you guys want to talk more about it i just felt like we need some justice for thomas shabbat because people were slandering him and i think i'm not saying oh shabbat's back if he stays healthy they're guaranteed to make the playoffs but i bet you they're going to have a better december than they did november without him well, I think so. I I I have been I have been very critical of Thomas Shabbat's play over the last year, like last year especially, because and I, I stand by that. I didn't think he was very good last year, but I a hundred percent have changed my opinion in what I have seen from him this year. I mean, when I was at the game yesterday, he looked he looked good. Like he looked really really good against Seattle, 
And I really like I I am rooting for him. I promise I am. Like I want Thomas Shabbat to be so so good, and I know he can be. Very very promising what I've seen from him this year. And I got really really scared when he got that injury. Not I mean obviously you never want to see a player get injured, but it's like man like when can we get a full season of Thomas Shabbat? Like we just need one fully healthy season to show what he can do with Thomas Shabbat. But great that yeah. he's back. It's so and and it's so big for that decor like. We'll talk. I mean, I I wouldn't mind bringing it up now. Like they went eleven and seven against Seattle, which I feel like we haven't seen that since the Boucher days. And I I liked it. I honestly didn't mind that they went eleven and seven. I thought it worked really well. And like you said, Hamannick didn't play a lot. I think it seems like we are moving very very slowly to Travis Hamannick being the seventh D and getting JBD in as the sixth D, which I don't mind. I think that's what they should do. Um. But you could see, I mean, man, yeah. the decor is just so much stronger when they have that top four of Shabbat in whatever pair you want to do it, like Shabbat, Sanderson, Zub, and Chikrin. It's just really, really like if they can stay healthy, that is going to be very, very important for the rest of the team. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like it, like I was saying a couple minutes ago, like he played five minutes. JBD played, I think, seven and a bit. Um I don't think you can go 11-7 really once Greg is back, which I, I yeah. will touch on in a bit. And then obviously yeah. in like 20-some games, it'll probably be a bit more because of the sp- not playing in a while. But when Pinto's back as well, yeah, be harder to go. Well, on, so. yeah, I mean, well, I, I mean, I, I know I feel like we've talked about the Shane Pinto thing in like every episode. So and we're not there yet, so I'm not going to do it now. But like they're they are going to still have to sign him to a contract and have the cap space to put him in the lineup. So interested to see who comes out. Um, but I mean, well, like, can, can I just like, we've yeah, got go to on. think a Kubalik trade is soon. I was right? going to just like, say, I yeah. know, I know it's been rumored relatively like a little bit, I guess, by some insiders and how there's been interest. And that's good because it means like we probably, I don't, I don't know what a sort of return would be like. Like, I just want him to be traded. So we have the cap space. It's like even if yeah. you get a seventh or whatever, or you swap seventh. I think if they could the swap way, him for a bottom pair D who makes less money, that'd be really good. Yeah, the thing is, I don't yeah. see them doing that because of how much they like JBD and Hammond. It can't be moved. Do they? But like I wouldn't JBD mind that much. I wouldn't I mean, mind he's them been scratching. Played seven minutes. I know, but like the thing is, they don't want him to go through waivers, right? They don't want but to do that. again. If you trade Kubalik and you get a defenseman around a million dollars, you can carry eight D. Yeah, but like eight D yeah. with what? You with, can carry with twelve 13, eight, and two. Would we actually have the cap for that? If what they got a D at a three, million or less, two point five. So what? So 1. you're 5. assuming that Pinto Pinto yeah, will sign? How, like, how does Pinto factor into that though? That's the thing because that also well, the, they've rumored that he would sign a, like under a million, right? On a one I year, guess. like for the rest of the year. Yeah, yeah, like it would come in around nine hundred k. Let's say, let's just say it was like an ELC number, like nine twenty five. I mean, they're currently using, so they're at how much is it? What's their roster size at? They're at twenty right now, so not great. They actually only have eleven forwards in the league. Uh, yeah, because they sent high down. Yeah, mm-hmm. so if they bring um, Ridley Gregg back, they're they're a million over right now, but that a million over when you count Castellick and Gregg. So if you let's just say you keep them in, so you're still a million over. You trade away Kubalik, 
you have 1.5. So yeah, it would be really tight. I mean, they'd have to essentially send down a guy like Castellic and call up a minion league, uh, league min guy instead. Yeah. But I feel like they but could it, squeak it, by keeping up JBD. Or yeah, even if you do 11-7, but the 7th is JBD instead of Hamannick. Like, you know what I mean? And you just carry 12, 8, and 2 on the roster? Yeah, and then uh, yeah. As soon as, well, it anyway. I mean, it's you could you could put so many hypotheticals in the air right now. But I think the the biggest point to be taken from this is that the guy that will be almost certainly traded is Kubalik. Like we're not. It's not really even a discussion yeah. anymore. Like at the beginning of the year, it was is it Joseph Brandstrom or Kubalik? It's not Joseph. He's been unbelievable. He's been an excellent, excellent. Like him playing this way compared to how a couple of games that he was playing last year, especially in the middle and near the end. Oh my God, night and day. Excellent to have him. And I know you guys are, well, anyway, Branstrom has been okay, but I would rather, like, I'd rather trade Kubelik than Branstrom. I don't want to trade Branstrom. I don't think that there's. And it's also like, given how many, how injury prone the defensive position is in general especially for yes. our group when we have chicken and Chabot yes. there it's important to have Branstrom, even though he's been like just fine this year he he's hasn't been, been like last year level good but yeah. you know as a as a bottom pair of D, i don't have any problem yeah i don't mind him with him no. this season and t- speaking of joseph i know we were talking about this and i wanted to pose this question to the both of you and we can break this down by position and then go yeah. overall but would you guys agree that joseph has been our best forward this year best best in terms like, of like in in what sense like literally so, the best no no no. i, th- I think literally the best well because the thing is we know like for example we know stutzler could do better right even though yes. he's, that's he's the thing like stutzler, i think has been the best but because the expectations are so high it feels like he hasn't been quote that good like he's still on pace for near 100 points while he's kind of like oh he's not doing that great Mm-hmm. I would say that uh, Joseph Joseph is the one that is that is beating the, the his own expectations by the yeah, most yeah. Yeah. player. Hundred percent. Like if you're giving a but grade say, based on how they're doing compared to expectations, he'd have the best one. Yeah, I would like say you if you're comparing grade, Joseph, if you're comparing it. Joseph to players currently in the top six that I think he is doing better than right now, confidently, I would say that he is doing better than Batherson, Norris, and Tarasenko. And Tarasenko I'd even potentially float. Jihu, even yeah, uh, yeah, as, as one you could argue, but like, not. Kach- sure. I wouldn't say Kachuk or Stutzla, but I would say the the other four. I'd say you could make you could certainly make the argument that Joseph's been better than all of them this year. And then would you so say far. Sanderson would get the best grade on D? Yeah, easily. Jo- like Chikrin had it for the first week and a half or two weeks, but yeah. he's been like, yeah, I don't know. He's kind of he... just <laughs> existing out there. I don't. I don't know if I told you yet, Adam. But it's funny because two sen- two Senators players have the single worst defensive zone puck management score in my data set. Amongst forwards, it's Tim. And amongst defensemen, it's Chikrin. And that's across there the entire go. league. Wow. Go so that's not that's great. great. <laughs> no, that's not great. I Yeah, I don't know. Chikrin has fallen off a little bit, in my opinion. I haven't really been super impressed with I still him. don't. Like, yeah, I'm, like, I know like he hasn't st- stood out as much. But he's still been like a positive over over like overall on the season. I don't. Think I just that think can really. I think Chikrin stands out. I mean, it sounds stupid to say this because it seems so obvious to any player. But 
Chikrin kind of lives or dies by like his production, in my opinion. Like if if Jacob Chikrin, like at the beginning of the year, was producing points at a really, really good rate, everyone would be like, Oh, I should play in great Chikrin. Like he's he's fantastic. But if he's doing all the same things and just not getting the points, it becomes almost more exposed that he's not providing much value anywhere else. Like it's like, okay, well, you haven't scored in a little bit, Jacob Chikrin. Like, where's that? It's like, oh, only a couple assists in the last 10 or so games. Like, that's not great. And so it's like, I find him very difficult to evaluate. I do not think he has been detrimental in any way. No, like one thing I will say is uh, just looking at my data here, his like actual defensive suppression metrics have gotten better um, since last year. Again, last year was just a weird year for him with injuries transitioning between teams, having on and off. Um, But the biggest thing this season is his like defensive zone puck retrieval volume is sky high. Like, it yeah. is much higher than it was in years before. So he's taking on more defensive exposure, for sure. And there's going to be an adjustment period with that, right? Because when you're on a, on a system or a team like the Senators, you're going to be, you know, in more situations that kind of you have to use those skills. And it's going to take a while to get used to it. And as a result, you're going to get a lot of turnovers and maybe look worse on certain plays. But, like, yeah. again, he just needs to be a top 3D on this team, and he has been. Like, yeah. yes, he's been cooler more recently, but... I like I, I still love having him on on the team obviously and I don't think any of us would uh, would say otherwise. To me, part of it is he's played with JBD a lot and Hamannick an okay amount, but mostly JBD like while Shabbat was down. And I think yeah. part of the issue is like especially when Zub and Shabbat were both out, it was basically like Shabbat JBD or sorry uh, Chikrin JBD versus top lines. Like, obviously, he's not going to be able to... Not not that it's like, oh, you know, like, Chikrin should have zero expectations. But, obviously, it's not going to go as well as you'd like when he's playing with, you know, a 7th D against top lines. So, to me, I think when all the top four is healthy, and you have Sanderson and, you know, Zub or Shabbat, either one, maybe. And then you have Chikrin with whoever's left on the second pair. I think that's where he can really thrive. A, in terms of getting production, because he's probably in the ozone more. And B, just overall, like puck possession metrics because obviously it's just lower competition so i think that's a big thing is like ideally chikrin is a guy on the second pair and not a guy on the first pair that's where he'll really be at his best and hopefully because shabbat's back we'll see that more now because obviously we couldn't see that for the last like really half of what they've played half of the game so far he's had to play on the top pair okay so let's do a little experiment here let's say so ridley greg we're recording this on tuesday Ridley Gregg is expected to be back, or we're recording this on Monday, sorry. Ridley Gregg is expected to be back tomorrow, Tuesday, against the Rangers. So let's say mm-hmm. you have to make a Senators lineup that is 12 and 6. Let's say you can't go 11 and 7. 12 and 6, who are you, what are your lines going to be right now from everything that you've seen this year and who's healthy? Is the first line still... Oh, wait, before we do that, can I, can I mention something? Go on. Yeah. I have done a cat friendly. Oh, and the Sens can... <laughs> Take Kastelik and Greg off the IR, trade Kubalik, and this is just an example. Is the first name I thought of. You trade Kubalik to the Hurricanes for Jalen Chatfield, who is I think the number that. sixty, yeah. who, who makes seven hundred sixty-two point five k. By the way, below league men. Yeah, he's um, an awesome defender. Could plug, yeah, could plug him at number. Six. I mean, maybe Carolina values Chatfield over Kubalik. That's an entirely different. Well, they have so many. In D. terms of cap, they have so. Yeah, many I know, D. I know, and they need scoring. 
But in terms of score uh, of uh, money, they could do that, acquire him, get rid of Kubalik, activate um, Greg and Kastelik, keep 8D, so have Hamannik and JBD as both as healthy scratches, have Kastelik as a healthy scratch, and then they'd have 995000 to give to um, Shane Pinto and keep a 23-man oh. roster under the cap. Which I think is pretty, pretty enticing. Considering how close they've nice. been flying to the cap, that's like if they could sign him at 900k and have you know 95,000 to work with in case they have to call up a guy who makes more than the men. So it's real, like realistically, line, in that sense. Is your fourth line Kelly Chartier McEwen then? Yeah, I haven't made any changes. I mean, you could scratch Chartier for Castellic, or sorry, McEwen for Castellic, or you can call up a guy who makes under. Let's say they signed Pinto at 900. You could call up anyone who makes under 870. So, you know, a that guy works. like Angus Cruikshank, who makes oh, 838, yes. 333. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Actually, Schmeichel uh, makes exactly 870, speaking of. Yeah. Um, hmm. So, yeah, like all that to say, it's realistic where they could get a guy under a million and still afford a full roster, 13, 8, and 2 under the cap. But yes, we can make some lines. Line yeah, in the meantime, let's make some lines of the current Ottawa Senators. Would your first line still be Brady, we, Tim, on. and Giroux? I think so. I think it would be. I, like, they were so incredibly good last year. Um, I think... And I, the problem is, the, I don't know what you do with the second line. Well, I guess... No, that you, I know what you do though. with the second line. You go back to Joseph, Greg, Tarasenko. Okay, sorry. I yeah, was thinking agree. of them as the third. I agree with that. But I agree. I agree that, sure. like, that my plan is to but keep But it's Kubalik Norris Batherson for me. Yeah, and then the when third. you trade Kubalik and Pinto comes back, you put Pinto there. Honestly, you put Pinto I... at center and put Norris on the wing at that point, maybe. I don't know. Okay, but for right, like, like we're talking about for tomorrow's game here. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. Pinto's not back. <laughs> Bet the action on the ice with DraftKings Sportsbook. The Sens are about to embark on a busy month of December, and they start as plus 114 underdogs against the high-flying Rangers this week. If you're looking for other non-Sens games to get into, the Devils, one of the teams Ottawa needs to catch in the standings, are minus 118 dogs against Vancouver on Tuesday. Download the app now and use code THPN. New customers can get 150 bucks instantly in bonus bets for betting just $5 on hockey. That's code THPN. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. The crown is yours. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com hockey for eligibility and deposit. I I would have a problem with that line, Kubalik Bathurst. Yeah, that line. <laughs> like that line Yeesh. with the way the players are playing right now, that line is going to get. That's definitely destroyed. the third line. Yeah, like I would honestly. <laughs> like, sure. I know we meme about it. I would I would like throw Sharche up there. Like I'd put I'd put no, Sharche up nineteen line. minutes last night. I have loved him. He's been fantastic, Brooke Sharche. He's totally on the he's totally on the team to stay. Okay. He's been one We're of the most. Here's the, here's the interesting this is another. Stat. Adam is starting to over, <laughs> overly <laughs> love God, guys. Some How do you not like guy. him? What's wrong with I'm not, no, I don't I mind like him, him, but he can't be in the top I like line. him, too. Why not? Like, he I, just doesn't do rather, anything. 
I, I, I would say... I, I would have I would Kubalik like in the top line. I would not roll out Batherson, Norris, Kubalik as a line. I wouldn't do it. Okay, let, okay, let me on. present this. So you put Norris with who? You put Norris with Kelly and McEwen then? I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I'm just throwing it... You're sure implying it. it. Maybe I'm implying it, but I'm not stating it. <laughs> wow. Okay, here's what I will say. I think the we can dream a little bigger lines, than Work Shards A3C. The Sens have five lines I like that him have as played over 30 minutes this season. And Tarasenko, Greg Joseph has the worst expected goals out of all of them. What? Expected wow. goals. Yeah, they're only forty-four point four percent. Now, if we go real goals, they're at one hundred percent, at five and zero. Wait, um, really? wow, wow, yeah, impressive. But in terms of expected I would still goals, keep it as a line, though. I liked how it looked. Yeah, would you? But keep it. Listen to this. If we go by expect, sort by expected goals, only one line is. There's one line that's exactly fifty percent. There's only one above fifty, and it's Tisla Giroud Joseph. Although it, it's just the orders wrong, it's Ooh. Joseph's Tuslajeru. They're at sixty-one percent. They're the only one above fifty. And then Kachuk Norris Batherson is the one exactly at fifty. So that yeah, leaves I you would, Kubelik, okay with that. Greg Tarasenko as the third line, and I'd, I wouldn't mind. I'd that. be I'd be okay with that. I'd be okay with those three as lines. Yeah. Um, I if would, I go about to that. only ten minutes, we use super small samples. The best line for the Sens this year has been Kubelik Greg Joseph. In 15 minutes, that's 75. percent um, Kelly Sharche Joseph. <laughs> there you go, baby. There you go. Aristankos Fitzla Batherson's done okay in like limited shifts. That's probably like 20 shifts worth. That was that's what um, they rolled out yesterday, right? I believe for most of the game. Yesterday they didn't play, so that would be tough. Well, two days ago. Oh, sorry. Who Whatever did you? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, I, I know against Seattle, right? You met? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh yeah, and then um, the Chuck Norris I've seen, like, three hockey games in the last two days in person, so I'm starting to lose. <laughs> yeah, he's been on the better. Yeah. I think Chuck Norris Rue could be another option. Yeah, um, like I'd be okay. I would say at this point, I'm in favor with bre- of breaking up Kachuk, uh, Stutzler, Stutzler Giroux. Giroux. Yeah, I think you have to leave Giroux with one of Stutzler or Kachuk, but not I agree. The other. I agree with that. 100%. So it's either it's either do you want Stutzler and Giroux with Joseph? Or do you want Kachuk and Giroux with, I would say, probably... Or sorry, do you want Stutzler and Giroux with Joseph? Or Kachuk and Giroux with Norris? That's kind of the... How to freeze up the other lines. Um, I, I, I think we, then, have we done Kachuk-Norris? Was that what they were rolling yesterday? Kachuk-Norris-Giroux? Kachuk, they sorry? played 23 Kachuk, minutes together. Mm. Um, that would make 60%? sense. Because they were rolling Tarasenko, uh, Stutzler, Batherson against Seattle, it would make sense that the other line would be Kachuk, Norris, Jehu. So if they do Kachuk, Norris, Jehu, let me literally write this down. Hey, so I think, you, like I said, I think at the start of the season, they should have sort of pairs with the support guy. So yeah, I agree. it's sort of, do you want Stutzler, Jehu, or Kachuk, Jehu as a pair? Run beer league of, of the pairs of wingers and rotate. Oh, like God. Exactly. Like, yeah, seven man, exactly. Seven man rotation. Seven man rotation. Greg, <laughs> Greg Tarasenko was like one of the best duos early, so I think you keep them. As a duo. Yeah. So sure. that's center and right wing. So you need a left winger for them. And then another duo is either Kachuk. So I think Norris Batherson should also be a duo. I don't know if you guys agree with that. What, what, would, what would make you say but that? I, I'm less anchored on that. I don't know. Yeah, like, I agree with sure. that. Yeah. I'm not but sold like, on that as a duo. I, I'm open to other options. It wouldn't the other terrible. two things. So you have, you know, obviously Stutzla is playing center. So you either have Giroud on his right wing or you have. A different center with Kachuk on the left and Giroux on the right. I'm just writing this down. 
And are we assuming here that like Batherson's staying on the right wing, no matter what, or are we open to moving him to the right, or to the left? I mean, what? I mean, yeah, I, I, he's a winger. I, I feel like he could play either. Okay, way. yeah, I've, I'm indifferent. So let's say you do Greg Tarasenko as like let, let's just say it's at the top. Like I'm thinking in terms of yeah, those guys are cemented. Sure. Um, they need a left wing, but we can leave it blank for now. And then, like I said, you either have Stutzler or Kachukju. What do you guys prefer? And then we'll see what right. else we can make after that. Why would, would it say, just depend would on what else? I want, I want Kachukju because I whatever line Stutzel is on, I would like to put Joseph there. Okay, so Joseph Stutzler blank, and then Kachuk blank Giroux. Now we only have one yeah. center left, and it's Norris, so it would be Kachuk Norris Giroux. I'm okay with that, 100%. I think okay that'd be good. That. Like I said, yeah. they played 23 minutes, 60% expected goals. I mean, it's 20. I would put, I put Kubalik with uh, Greg ooh, and Tarasenko. Yeah, I was going to say, then you have to say flip. Greg and Tarasenko. Yeah. Because then you'd have to flip. I mean, Batherson, Greg, Tarasenko probably wouldn't be bad, but you'd have to flip oh. two guys ooh. onto their opposite sides. So it'd be Kachuk, Norris, Giroux, and then Joseph, Stutzla, Batherson, which I don't think would be bad. Oh. And then Kubalik, Greg, Tarasenko, which also I don't think would be bad. So I think that's our I, idea. I'm lines. okay with we'll that. Be... Yeah. If they rolled out those lines, I'd be content. And I mean, obviously, whatever line Stutzla's on, you probably want playing the most, ideally, just because I think if you have any guy on this team with the puck on their stick, he's most likely to be able to score for you. But you could run those pretty evenly, I think. Maybe the Greg line, line a little bit less. The fourth line would be Kelly, Sharche, and McEwen, I guess, for now. If you run 12, yeah. Yeah, if you run 12. Ideally, you just don't run McEwen. Yeah, I would be okay with doing an 11-7 with no McEwen. I agree. Yeah. But yeah, okay. I, I'm, I, so I think lines. those are ideal. I would say that those are solid forward lines for right now. And then on D, I have a very... I don't want to say very strong opinion, but I have pairs that I would run and I know what I would run already. Do you guys have like your top four at least? What do you think? I wouldn't say I wouldn't say I have anything set in stone. I, mean, yeah, I would no. say like open. Yeah. Because to... they're like, doing we're... Sanderson Shabbat, right? Or Sanderson Chikrin? Uh, yeah, because they, do they were doing game? Shabbat and Zub. They were doing Shabbat and Zub against Seattle a lot. Yeah. I think because of what I was saying earlier, where I don't necessarily think Chikrin could be facing the top lines, I would have Chikrin Shabbat as the second pair. I don't care who's left or right. They can figure it out. But I would do Sanderson Zub as the top pair. They've been terrific together, in my opinion, this year. And that doesn't and have, have to be just a defensive pair either. Like that, they exactly. can produce offense. But Shabbat Chikrin can play middle six lines and push the yes. offense a bit more. Yes. And Sanderson Zoo can still create offense against top lines. So the and thing then, is, these I mean, these pairs are being made with a lot of stuff being put into matchups. Like you're making the pairs for the sake of the yes, matchups they're that they're going to get. Deployment. I would still. Yes. I mean, I still think Shabbat Chicken can hold its own against higher lines. The issue I have with Chicken is like he's playing with. I mean, I know I just said I wouldn't put him with Sanderson, but like in terms of if he had to play a couple shifts because you know icing or whatever. The issue with Chikrin was that he's playing with JBD against top lines. If he's doing it with Shabbat, I don't think they're going to get caved in. Like they did at the start of the season. Yeah, I would still be more confident with... I, I would still... The only thing... I, I, don't, I don't have a huge problem with those lines. The only alteration I'd maybe make is do... I would do Chikrin-Zub 
and Chikrinzu? Yeah. Really? What I don't want is, because they're doing Sanderson with another lefty, I don't want them trying Sanderson on the right. Like, I feel like he should just stay on the left. Like, if there's one guy you need to, yeah. like, get everything out of him, it's Sanderson. Like, your what best defenseman. Sure, that's a fair up. point. Yeah, that's a what fair What about point. just completely putting one of them on each pair and roll them more, and then you have, on the right side, you have Zub, Brandstrom, JBD. Just remember, whoever's with Shabbat, they're playing 26 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like, that's the thing. Like, I know people have made the argument for that, like, have one of them on each, but what you probably do is every second or third shift, you kind of have to, you know, maybe roll two yeah. of your top guys after once in a while. Like, if it's a no-zone face-off, you run Sanderson Chikrin, or Shabbat Chikrin, and then, yeah. Like, I do think one of Shabbat... I don't think I would do Chikrin Zub. I think I would do... The other two options, I guess, would be Sanderson Zub and Shabbat Zub. I think I'd lead to one of those, and then obviously the other pair. I'm putting together some numbers yeah. here. I'm just checking all of the course. pairings and uh, expected goals. Got to. Um, so then, Sanderson Zub has a 58% expected goals, which is really, really good. Yeah. Is, Zub is yeah. so considering good how the rest of the team has like, played. Yeah. Zub has been one of the best, like, in zone, I feel. Actually, just defenders in general, this, like, rush defense has been really good. That's the thing, is he's been one of our only above average, like, rush defender this year. Yeah, like, oh, rush defender. Well, defensively, yes. Like, defensively, like, in zone, I think he's been, like, like one of the best. Like, maybe not one of the best in the league, but, like, right outside of that. Like, he's been rock solid. But defending the rush, it's like, at least last year, I know he'd get eaten alive every once in a while. But his overall micro stats in terms of rush defense and like preventing the opposition from getting chances off of and entering the zone for Hamannick were still at least somewhat respectable. They were fine, even though he got dummied here and there. This year they are so terrible. Like I, I've said it yeah. before. I everyone, I, I feel like I have a bi-weekly update in our Zoopcast chat where I just send the Hamannick player card, and it's, he's been sitting at zero overall on the year, literally zero, for like a month now, like literally yeah. zero, zero in zone defense, four transition, one in team play, two in check. Like the dude just, he's completely lost his his footing, and it's it's been not great at all. Yeah, man, because that's the thing. Like your your third pair with these lines is. Hamannick JBD, which I would say that I'm not confident in. It'd be Branstrom all. JBD, you know? Or sorry, yeah, okay, Branstrom JBD. So I guess... Which yeah. is oh, you're terrible. Right. Yeah, you're right. So that means they're scratching so, Hamannick, though. Which, do you really think they're going to do that? No, but I'm dreaming. All right. <laughs> yeah. Two, here, let's do two quiz questions. What okay. right. two defensemen together, like, which pair has the most minutes for the Sens this season? I'd honestly say Sanderson's. Oh, mm. because of uh, play. <sighs> does it include Hamannick? No. Nope. Okay, good. I thought it was going to be a meme. I, I just it's obviously not going to contain Shabbat. No. And like Zub was out for a while, but he played a good bit with Sanderson. Right? I'd say Sanderson. So I'm inclined to say. I'm inclined. To... Sanderson Zub, you mean, or Sanderson Chicken? I. I, he's Sanderson, saying Sanderson Chikrin. Uh, oh, okay. I'm inclined okay. to say Sanderson Zub because I don't think when Sanderson and Chikrin are both healthy, did they really play them on the same pair all that time? Sanderson Chikrin, I'm pretty sure they have. Oh, they have 45 minutes together. Yeah, I would say Sanderson Zub, okay. honestly. Uh, you guys are both wrong. It's Chikrin, Chikrin JBD. JBD. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Like Thirty minutes. Wow. One sixty, and then Sanderson Zub is second at one thirty. So back to what I was saying about like Chikrin not doing well with JBD. Chikrin has um, well, I'm using money puck stats. Let me use natural stat trick. Chikrin JBD together have forty two point two percent expected goals, and then Chikrin is at fifty one point two percent away from JBD. Well, so it's kind that. of yeah. So yeah. here's my second question because I said I had two. There's six yep. combinations you can make with the top four guys, Sanderson, Zub, Shabbat, Chikrin. Only one of them, as a pair, is below 50% expected goals this season. Which two guys together? I'm Ooh. inclined to say, like, Sanderson, Shabbat, because they didn't play together that much, and maybe they did for a small sample, and it wasn't good. Sanderson, Shabbat? Sanderson, Shabbat have 57.1% in 31 minutes. Wow. wow. Okay, That's I'll say really Sanderson, Chikrin, then. Yeah, I Sanderson, Chikrin is the best pair on the team this year at 62.1% in 45 minutes. Well, it's not Sanderson Zub. So what is it then? Zub? Sanderson Zub is 55.2% in 130 so Zub minutes. Zub, or is, it, is it Shabbat and Chikrin? No, Shabbat Chikrin is <laughs> sixth best out of any all the pairs, but 50, exactly 50%. Chikrin Zub? No, you've literally said everything said but that. the we answer. So what is it? Uh, Chikra and Zub don't even have uh, 12 minutes together. Yeah, I was just like, we it's, haven't said Chikra and Zub yet. I feel like that's a pair we've never even talked it's, about. It's Shabbat Zub. Ever. It's Shabbat That's crazy. Zub. Yeah. And they're, um, on Money Puck, they're at 47%, but on um, Natural Statric, they're at 42%. So oh. of the the pairs, now some of these have less minutes, like Chikra and Zub, very low minutes, and Shabbat Sanderson low minutes and that's really only when they're pushing for offense so the numbers are kind of skewed but right. um shabat chikrin is at 53 percent, and then sanderson zoops at 58 percent. that seems like the best way to balance it in terms of how they've done so far this year the worst appears to be sanderson chikrin shabat zoob yeah. and then in limited minutes chikrin zoob shabat sanderson has also been the two good pairs uh, separate, but again, both limited minutes. So, so what all we're that to say, introduce my original idea of, we win. yeah, my original idea of Sanderson Zub, Shabbat Chikrin, so far this year has been the best, but some of these pairs have only played, you know, 15, 20 minutes together. So, but we know Sanderson Zub is good. More... Like, they've made 130 minutes, played 130 minutes together. Chikrin, Shabbat have. Um, 85 minutes together, and they're at uh, 53% on natural statute. So that's interesting. Well, Thoughts? You guys are speechless. I, yeah, I am. I, I just no. like, I don't know. It's the same four dudes. Like, I, sorry, I'm, I, I'm literally I just know, fantasizing about a branch from Chatfield third pair now. Like, that would yeah, actually be so yeah, good. Would I would love that. Like, the more I look into Chatfield, the like, the more I like that would actually be perfect. <laughs> Like the Wasn't there rumors about him out. being the guy, the odd man out? Yeah, but like, are are they trying to move? He's Tony been healthy scratch right as of last week. He was healthy scratch. Mm, yeah, that would be that would be kind of perfect. And that would would that work for Carolina cap wise? Uh, I doubt. I did not check. I have no clue what their yeah. situation is like. Aren't they usually pretty far from it though? Well, they made all these signs. They somehow they have one point eight mil, so technically they could just fit Ooh, barely. In there. Wow! Oh, but you know what? They only have seven D men on the active roster, which is interesting. 
Really? So, so whatever. They like rotate a guy in and out. But they could um essentially if they were to acquire Kubalik, they would send down slash get rid of a forward unless they sent one back, like Stefan Nason back to the Sens. Not really, but um oh, God. Homecoming. They would have to send down a guy like I don't know, Brendan Lemieux, and then call up another demon in their org that makes, you know, eight hundred. Bro, Stefan Nathan Nathan's over half a point per game this year. Yeah, guys, I know. That's what I was kidding. kidding. Like he's a pretty decent part of their roster. Is half he's a point per game like, like the best on the on their team? <laughs> or wow, because they just have a bunch wow. of fifty point dudes, man. Okay, it's I'm sorry. I'm, all... I'm canning this now. We 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 are not talking about the Carolina Hurricanes for this long on this podcast. Okay, okay. But anyways, my with the current roster, as Adam said earlier, my lines would be Sanderson Zub, Shabbat Chikrin, Brandstrom. JBD slash Hamannik because we're saying 7D. What do you guys you think? Go. Would you disagree and have something else? Or... I like that. I'm a fan. I'd, okay. I'd say that. I've written these down. And yep. then who's okay. your starter, Josh? The most okay, yeah. Let's get. Can we, let's talk about goaltending for a while here. Yes. What you get? What, what? So Josh, what? Yeah. What would you say right now? Top of your head, who are you starting? Who might start like between the two yeah. guys that are on the roster? Like, who would? Who do you feel like, more? Who are you giving about? most of the starts to? Yeah, Corpusalo. I mean, really, Forsberg okay. said one. I mean, he had a shutout, but he, did. he had an 8.50 before that. That's very true. But I think he's so pretty sure. I don't know about what it's at now after, like, 1.7 goals he would have expected last game, but he was, like, second last in the league, I think, before. Well, let's let's third. read this Let's read this tweet from he's Mike Kelly. He's 12th worst. Let's read this uh, in the league from Mike Kelly. Didn't seem, this is Mike Kelly on Twitter, didn't seem like a popular opinion when I said it on Ottawa Radio a couple weeks ago, but biggest issue for the Senators continues to be goaltending. Now last in the NHL in goals saved above expected per 60, have had positive goals saved in 7 of 18 games, 38-9%, 28th overall. And w- so Corpusalo has started the majority of those games, Wouldn't would that be accurate? The majority of the starts this yes, year have been Corpusalo? yeah. Doesn't he have 11? I thought it was a bit more than that, but yeah, it might just be 11. But either way... He has 11 decisions, I think. I think he's 5 and 6, so... Okay. I just... I don't know, like... I... Personally, I wouldn't say that I'm confident in either goalie right now. That's Um, fair. I mean... The the thing with the the goaltending being the issue is... the Sens have also been overperforming technically in terms of goals versus expected goals scored. Yes. So you could also say that other teams' goalies have been an issue, and if both were to, you know, like it's kind of evened out. If we just say, oh, the Sens are an above-average shooting team, and there's been no luck offensively, then yeah, you could say, okay, you know, you can look at the the goaltending, especially on the penalty kill. That's where it's been really bad. Yeah. But in terms of... um Goal save above expected. I'm going to sort this by, let's say, five games. I'm not going to cut it right at Forsberg's number. But of all goalies who played five games, Forsberg's played eight. Um, he is seventh worst. And three of the guys above worse than him have only played five games. Mm. <laughs> so it's yeah. it's Jack Campbell, obviously. Lauren Brassois, <laughs> yeah. shout out Louis. <laughs> Yeah. Auntie Ronta, Eric Homry, Lucas Dostal. Auntie uh, Ronta, oh no. And Peter Kotchkov. That one game, by the way. Yeah. That that Ronta so, game scarred me. Oh my god. Yeah, so he's he hasn't been great. And then I'm going to find Corpusello now for you to, to compare. It's only fair. He is... Um, you know, go on, Josh. Sorry. I'll go after you. No, it's okay. 
a negative 0.62 for Forsberg per game, and Corpsell is at negative zero point uh negative zero point two. So yeah, it, it they're both in the negatives, but one's quite a lot worse. Yeah, comparing the two. Do you know who the Sens need in net? Jonas Johansson. Connor Ingram. Is Hell yes. Yeah. Connor Ingram. Love you know that. who been insane this year for the Coyotes. And I picked him I up in both believe. my fantasy leagues. <laughs> he's gross. Is he, he's like, actually he's gotta so be on a friendly contract, Connor Ingram. Yes, I have it up like, right now. He's making two million for three years counting this one. He oh has my been God. excellent. Super consistent too. He has yep. had, by my measures, only three poor or worst games. All of his rest he played 13 games so far. All the rest were either fine and above, and half of them were good games and even more greater than that so the fact that he's been this good he's stolen two games for arizona which early this season is pretty impressive um he's currently he's he's currently the starter like he started the season for the first like month almost i'd say maybe i have that number a little off but um him and vishmelka were essentially splitting starts they were completely alternating and it got to the point where ingram was winning like he won like six starts in a row and vishmelka lost six and now they're just rolling him Thank God. Like, he's been awesome. Like, he's, he also I think has, he started six straight games. He also has more points this year than Zach McEwen. Yes. So that's another reason you know, why he would be a good goalie for the Sens. I, I want to give a stat. I want a fun stat. Okay, return. you go, you go, you go. Of all goalies in the NHL with 60 minutes of ice time, so a full game or more, tell me, guess, who has the worst goal save of expected for 60? Oh. Is it a sentence goalie? Well, I mean, no. We've only had our two goalies play. Um, 60 minutes. So, like, because there's two guys who are worse, but they've played... One of them who's worse is Dustin Wolf, who, because they pulled the goalie, he only played, like, 59-30. So this cutoff okay. is good. Uh, and Magnus Krona, who played 30 minutes and gave up uh, 1.7 goals above expected in half a game. But there's a guy who's played Ronta, more than one game. Uh, Ronta is fourth. Okay, I was say he's really low. Remember, so in my rankings, Jack Campbell was the worst, but I've lowered the the threshold of yeah. minutes played. Yeah, yeah. I would say the lowest that I have in my okay. data set is is uh, is Ronta easily. Okay, uh, this is money puck. Is that negative zero point nine one one per game? Jesus. Okay, I give up. You didn't even guess. You're right. I'm giving up. Can you give me? Can you give me a little bit? Because like I, you're telling me to guess for some rando that's played one game across yeah. the entire. No, league. no, minimum sixty minutes. Yeah, I, I know, I know, it's minimum, but like he has played more than one game. <laughs> oh God! Guys, Eastern or Western Conference games. Eastern. Okay. He's given up fourteen goals on ten point seven three expected goals. So obviously more than one game. <laughs> Eastern um, Conference. Man, I don't know. Yeah, It'll so be really obvious, I think, when you know it. Obvious? Um, well, like, in the sense that, like, oh, yeah, like, that's why he asked the question. I wouldn't just say this for some random goalie. Dude, I have no freaking... I, 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 Is I, it... I can't oh, okay. Okay, he wasn't in my data when I said minimum five games earlier, but he is under when I put it to one. So that means he has played between two and four games. 
crazy. And he's given up 14 crazy. goals, so and 10.7 expected need, goals. I'm gonna need a division here, Josh. I'm gonna. He's I'm in gonna the Atlantic. Is he on the Leafs? Is that why? No. My goodness. <laughs> I feel like it's Vasilevsky. Know. Oh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, I didn't. I, I didn't even know he was that's back. I didn't even know he played a game yet. You know he was back. I did. They're one in no, three yeah. since they went away from Jonas Johansson. What? Yeah. What did we say about <laughs> Vasilevsky and Johansson literally... again, Josh? Last pod. What did we yeah. say? <laughs> you literally said Johansson was going to do better. Johansson's eight five and five. With a 892. Vasilevsky's 1 3 0 with an 859. Yeesh. That's shocking. Yo, should we get Jonas Johansson? Can we acquire him? That's what I just said. You asked him. You're implying that that we should get him on the pod. It's like, can we get him on here and just talk about (laughs) (laughs) how he's lost the job to like a worse goalie than him? Yeah. So I'd I'd be on a tandem of Jonas Johansson and Connor Ingram. I'd go to the finals with that. And we'd have a lot more uh, cap space. I would have a lot more cap space. Does anyone want to take Yoda's Corpusalo at five years of four yeah, million for, a year? Right for now? Ingram, one for one. <laughs> yeah, they have oh, the cap I space. The Yotes the have the cap space. I promise you, they do. They can do it. He's the stabilizer, Arizona. I promise he'll work out for you. Don't look at the numbers. Just, just trust me. We'll take Connor Ingram. I don't know who I would. St- I, I would start. If we're talking strictly about who would I start in net for the Senators tomorrow against the Rangers, I would start Forsberg. I agree. I think that's fair because he just came off a shutout. But yes, and Forsberg's the kind of guy that is better when you play him. And in general, this applies to almost every goalie. But you need to get them into a stable rotation. You can't just not play him for a week and a half, putting them in, and then expect them to be like. Yep. They should run with him until he sucks. They should run with him until. That's why you see so like he was on waivers for for a while throughout that COVID year, right? He bounced around and he was never able to establish himself. And part of like him actually being able to, you know, get a contract and show that he's a good goalie is because he was able to get exposure in a lot of starts and get into a rhythm with the sense. It also helps that, like, I feel... I Let me actually pull up exactly what it is here. But I'm pretty sure the Sens are... Yeah, the Sens are fourth in the entire league in terms of ideal system or team fit for Forsberg, which is really good stylistically. And that obviously helps, like, establish him. Like, uh, where is low. the Sens ranked? Like, the Sens... Uh, <laughs> let me yeah. see... Like the Sens, I believe, are twenty eighth in Corpusalo's nice. list of thirty two. That's awesome. Which is not That's great. great. It it was really also good. the case for Talbot, by the way, last year. Gustafson's he, least ideal yeah. was Ottawa. Talbot's most ideal was Minnesota. So when they swapped, okay. like, That's lit. Yeesh. It's awesome. Yeah. I think, but I would I would I start. Think Forsberg I, gave Josh, you more I think upside. Jo- yeah. Go ahead. I don't know, but like, like in the I, sense I, I, that I, you can have more zero or one goal against games than Corpusalo, but Corpusalo I think gives more two and three goal against games sort of stability. Where yeah, you you know you need to score more with Corpusalo, but sorry, I just didn't say that. That sounds like it just favors Forsberg, but Forsberg might steal more games, but Corpusalo keeps you in more games. I think is how I would phrase it. Forsberg is a much better goalie in terms of when you're winning as a team. Like his performance when you're winning is one of the best in the league. While Corpusal is way like is not as good when you're winning and better when you're the team is tied or losing. This is over the last three years. So what you're That's saying is probably that why in a game, got him. <laughs> in a yeah. game, if the Sens, whoever's starting in net, if the Sens give up the first goal, you throw in Corpusal immediately until they get the lead. And then you put Forsberg back in the net, and you can keep. There is no rule to how many times you can switch a goalie in a hockey game. 
That's you how you got Tommy Soderstrom with a 360 GAA one game. Right I think back. they need to start giving goalies shifts. <laughs> if they're less tired, yeah, I agree. I'm saves. shocked it hasn't come to this. Yeah, I think they should. After change. a PK, I mean, you have like, to just switch the goalies. Like, yeah, if a goalie is much better at perceiving on the like, PK, you need a like plays and on the penalty kill. <laughs> yes. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah, not even kidding, man. I would love to see a coach or a team or general staff being like, okay, this, like, specifically get two goalies that have a perfect, like, coverage between the two. Yes. And honestly, yes. switch between the two throughout a game. I think that would be sick. I think it'd be really weird and team it might not work it. at all. But team should explain. And, and I know because you get this whole rhythm going during a game and then you get taken out and coming in cold. But this is like, this could be really cool. <laughs> it could, could be revolutionary. Really cool. It could be revolutionary for the game. Yeah, we also, just what I'll say, the sport of hockey here on the Zoot. Yeah. yeah. What, what I'll say, looking at the numbers like super quick, on the PK, Forsberg has a negative two goal save above expected per 60, which is crazy. And Corpsello is negative one, which is also crazy. And then at five on five, Corpsello is at negative 0.1. And Forsberg's at negative 0.7. So like I was saying earlier, like it's really the PK where they're really letting them down. I mean, Forsberg's yeah. still been bad at 5-on-5 five five overall, but... Historically, you know, though, like, Forsberg, like, not this year I'm talking, but historically, Forsberg has been decent on the PK. Like I know, and that's what we were saying before the season. Remember, I said Corpusalo. I think I was saying Corpusalo has been bad on the uh, special teams. And we're seeing that again this year, but you'd hope okay. that we're just, we would see better 5-on-5 five five play. The, the PK... But I don't know if that, how translatable it is. I want to talk about the PK. I want to talk about the PK for a sec. It has been, as you've as you've said, it's been really bad. PK has been really bad, and I'm watching them on the penalty kill. What happened to Jonas Zoop for so long? Like, <laughs> yeah. ironically, like he yeah. helps a ton like, there. I'm 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 like I'm watching them try to kill this penalty, and I just don't really get what they are going for. Like if they uh, like they have a really good play. One thing that I do like is that they put Giroux out for the draw, and he often wins it, and they get a clear, and then he gets off. And like, okay, that's great. When they're actually in their own defensive zone, it's like the two forwards at the top are doing like a lot of these crazy switch movements, and I feel like it's supposed to work, but it kind of just ends up. They don't collapsing. have the Watson block to work. With and, and it's like in front of the net you're supposed to clear them away but everybody is just in there like everybody is right collapsing. in front of the goalie everyone's collapsing and there's a lot of open shooters at the top of the umbrella like the forwards are ripping around and it's like it doesn't really look like a structured penalty kill they chase a lot yeah they chase they chase yeah, a lot that that's they where it, to me is the slot the breakdowns happen yes yes because they the, the one like... of some sometimes the one of the forwards will go right up to the point like right right up there yeah like there's a defenseman at the point and then the other forward doesn't really look like he knows what to do and then someone pops up a bumper will pop up in the slot gets it and then the whole front of it's chaos nobody's doing anything and the goalie yeah, is even up the third most high danger goals against per 60 on the pk so like a lot of yeah. the time they're Someone's giving got... up goals and minnesota and chicago are the and then san jose is better than them so that's who which, they're with in the in the worst. Which of five. the assistant coaches is responsible for the penalty kill? Probably Capuano. He's the D yeah, coach. I think so. Okay. If I had to guess. Well, he needs to switch. And that's it up. you know, if pass. the Sens have a bad week and we general. come back and record again next week, and they're at like ten and twelve or something, for example, and we have the DJ talk, everyone knows. Like, if the oh, replacement is just Capuano, I'd rather keep a, DJ Smith. Yeah, I yeah. agree. I fully agree. <laughs> yeah, same. Same, but the whole that's, whole, that's a discussion for another time. But like, we're not, we're not going to do that now. No, yeah, I let's not. 
But, but, but one thing that we can do time. is we can say that this is an incredibly busy month for the Senators, which usually I would look at a bunch of these back-to-backs and I'd say, God, that sucks. I am very much looking forward to them playing a lot of freaking hockey. And I think How many games I, I, are there left? I do genuinely believe that they will benefit from a schedule like this. I honestly, yeah. I 100 Yeah, I no, and that. they've all said that too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. what I would you say? The, so the, I believe that there, how many, how many games are left in 2023? 14. 13. 13. I think, right? Because they had 15 this month and they played two. Yeah, you're, you're, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. 13. We said this, we, we, we asked the same question when they came back from Sweden. Yeah, I'm or like right we're doing this Sweden. again. Okay, 13 <laughs> games. They need to win, they need to win eight. Yeah, what's what, what's our record? Is that, your, is that a statement or a question? Uh, They're nine. And I'm 10. stating that. I'm stating that I would like. I they, I think they need to win eight games. Here's what I'm intrigued about. The, yeah, because that would if get we're going them by just win percentage. Win percentage. Yeah. The Sens are not, uh, tenth in the East. Eighth place okay. has won fifty percent of their games, and they've won nine out of nineteen, so just under fifty percent. If they win tomorrow, they'll be eighth in win percentage in the entire East. Now, That's this was their crazy issue last given year how too. things started. I know. So we hold on. We'd be eighth. So like, just looking strictly at conference Tied points, we technically be not by points percentage, by win percentage. Oh, win percentage. But this is what I was getting yeah, at: because, is this was the issue last okay. year too? They lose these games in yeah. November by one or two goals because they can't score with the goalie pulled and they miss out on OT loss yeah. points. Now, if we're looking at, like, New York, the Islanders, that is, aren't in a playoff spot by point percentage, but they are in a playoff spot, or maybe they are now. I think they are. Yeah, they are. So are the good. Islanders are the eighth-place team with 26 points in 23 games. For the Sens to cut, like, theoretically, if the Sens went on a four-game win streak, they would be tied with with New York for the eighth best point percentage. So it, all I have to say, like, it, I know it's been like super depressing because they've been playing bad and their record is not that good. But if they, like Adam said, like if they were to go eight, four and one or eight and five, even they would end I, the I year probably yeah. in terms of point percentage, they'd probably be ninth or 10th in the East. And all of a sudden you have 45 to 50, whatever the amount is. I think it's exactly 50 games left to make up. A couple points in the standings, which is one hundred percent. And I, I tweeted that before the the month. I was like, if they were, had to go, I think I wrote nine four nine three and three or ten four and one, they'd be all of a sudden they would end the year on a ninety five point pace. So they don't have to maintain that, but they can just go. They, just, you know, they need eight they need four and put one. Themselves, yes, they need to put themselves in a position where they can they exactly. can at least try. Like they, there's I think no if they, you, you've. If they enter next year, let's say the, the, the cutoff for the playoffs is 95 points. If they enter 2024 not needing to play at above a 100-point pace, that's a success. Yeah, I agree. So I think yeah, that looks like... I think that would look like 7-3-3, and three, or 7-4-2 and two would probably get them there. Because 7-4-2 and two yeah. gets them 16 more points, eight, so they'd have 34 eight, points five. in 32 games. Yeah. So they need 61 in the last 50... That's a hundred point pace exactly. So that's literally right on the dot. I do think though, like a lot. I know, like record wise, that's what matters in the end. But if they go eight and five, and they win like they've been winning, except for the Seattle game, because that was kind of an odd one in terms of how. But like 
the games that we've been winning recently we haven't felt like we've been earning no, them. they've been terrible yeah yes like if we go like if we somehow go eight and five and we play terrible i'm not going to count that as a success like but yeah really you need the points who cares i know well, that's point, what i'm saying i know you need the but it's points. sustainability right yeah it's about feeling I'd feel different I'd rather... if they went 12 and 1 getting lucky and we're in a playoff spot. Yeah, I'd feel good because they're in a playoff spot. But if they're still would... short of it and they're playing bad, it's like, oh crap, how are they even going to make up this difference? I'd rather like, them I'd... figure out how to find ways to win playing bad at 8 and 5 than them dominating and being 5 and 8. I'd rather them. Yeah, no, I'm, ju- I'm just saying. Yes, well, yeah. that's a big I'm not, I'm not saying I would do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm just saying, like, I'd, ra- I'd rather have the record bar be higher than, like, would I rather go eight and five and they were playing well, or would I rather go like you know nine and three and one, right? I'd rather get the eight and five and they're playing really really well because then I'm feeling better about the team. I know in the end like you get like two three more points that way, but in terms of feeling confident about the team moving forward yeah. and having a chance later on, yeah, I feel like that's I think more important. and it's good. We're not, that we're not kind of been go on. Uh, the thing that we've kind of been underrating a bit in the sense is I think sport logic and probably natural statric as well. I think I'm on it right now. I can go to all strengths. The Sens are technically above 50% expected goal share when you go by all situations. The private models are because way higher on the Sens than the public models are, I've found. That too. Um, now, part of the issue to me is because they get scored on at such a rapid rate on the PK, it doesn't give enough time to kind of accumulate chances against on the PK to even out that all situation these goals. That's true. Yeah. Because they've given up, I, I don't know if there's a stat to show it, but goals super early on in the PK very often. So that kind of influences it a bit. But I think the Sens are a team kind of like the Rangers were last year, where, and the Rangers are really good this year. I'm not uh, comparing them to the Rangers this year, but of last year, <laughs> next year where the expected goals was one of the worst in the league at five on five but i mean i know they they had a good goalie and that helped it but good finishing and good special teams overcame that difference yeah but i do think the sends are better than fourth last and expected goals and we at have five the on talent five. to do that too that's exactly we have the talent yeah. and to do so well on the power play i, I really well. do think yeah. greg coming back we talked about how good his his expected goal numbers were just outrageous and Shabbat being back plus pushing Hamannick off of the 25% expected goals, Sanderson Hamannick pair, and pushing JBD <laughs> off the Chikun pair. <laughs> yeah, like I think that is what brings the sense to even if they are just an average five on five team and they let their uh, special teams be the difference maker in helping them win games, I think that's all they need to do to make their way back into the playoffs. They're not out of it, man. Like, people are always, they're saying, like, oh, they're last in the East right now. That doesn't really mean anything to me, based on a lot of yeah. things. <laughs> Adam, was it you who tweeted yeah. that tweet? Was, was it, were we at the game when you tweeted that? Or was that Josh about how we are, the Sens are 32nd in the league in games played, but tied to the first yeah. home game <laughs> yeah. played? Yeah. That yeah was, that's, that's ridiculous. Crazy. That's crazy. But here, here's what I'll say. Let's Crazy. say the Sens had five more games played, so they were average with the rest of the, the conference and the league. 24 games, let's say they went 2-2-1, two, two and one, kind of stays even with their point percentage. They would be, like, first off, they would only be three points out of a playoff spot, but they'd also be ahead of, I mean, Columbus, Buffalo, Montreal, they should be. But they'd also be ahead of New Jersey, and they'd be tied with Pittsburgh, basically, or a point behind Pittsburgh. 
even though the yeah. record is not good, you feel a lot more confident when you open the standings and you don't see 16th in the East and 29th or 30th in the league, right? Even yeah. if the point percentage is the same, it just the, the fact that they're so low on games played makes it feel worse because it's like, oh my God, we've been chasing for so long. We won a game and we're still in last because... Yeah, well, you, I mean, like, use your games in hand. Yeah. Use them. Exactly. No, 100%. But we're looking I'm saying at that's it part in the of sense the that we're worse rather than, yeah, oh, I know. we can come back. Yeah. yeah. I know. Yeah. I know. It feels you need to actually do it. You need to do it there last. Yeah. Yes, but you need, just you need to do it. Do it. Hundred percent. Yeah. We can't let our dreams be dreams, guys. We just got it. okay. I, I got you know what? Okay. I'll, I'll call okay. it. They'll they'll have a good December, and we'll come in in the new year. And I don't think they'll be in a playoff spot, but they'll be above five hundred. Maybe like two games, maybe three above five hundred going into the new year. So do you think that? Okay. So like my original eight and five. Do you over under seven point five wins? Over or under? For 13 games? Yeah. Over under 8 po- or 7.5? I'll say over. I think they no, get 8. 8. 8.5. 8.5, I'll say. Under. I think they get 8. Easily under for me. All right. Th- their schedule coming up is pretty tough. New York, yeah. Toronto has Like, I was in. considering uh, under for 7.5. Carolina, 7. St. Louis, so Dallas, Vegas, Car- uh, Arizona, Colorado, Pittsburgh, Toronto, New Jersey. Ugh. Under. And then Buffalo. For sure. And then oh, the Canucks start the next That one's a win. If you're, if you're staying year. under, then they're just going to suck. You no, but you said 8.5. They can go 8 for Adam, 1. And you're the one good. who said November losses 5.5. We both said under, and they got under. All right. You're right. So okay. You know what? December, December you losses. You for us about being <laughs> pessimistic about losses in an over-under. All right. You're right. I still stand by that over-under on November losses. I think that was a good line. And we were close. It wasn't like it was a runaway. No, but we were but right, and that's what matters in the end. You were right, hundred percent. You were right. Well, and 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 in you know whatever we do it in friggin' next August when we look at the over unders from this year, you'll get your flowers and it'll be fantastic. But bottom line is, you need if you've you've played not good, but you haven't played terrible enough to be out of it. So you're, it's time for them to start making it up quickly get on a string of games play in a rhythm and start beating the i don't really care about like quality of con like the, what you say like who, who cares no excuse like go win the game i like, want my yeah, team no, to play I, well they, they have been a team that's played up to opponents and down to opponents in the yes. recent years yeah. and you know i haven't there. checked maybe they have favorable you know back-to-backs you know where teams on a back-to-back and they're not or whatever it may be so i'm not saying i'm not making excuses before anything happens but i think 16 points in 13 games to me is like they need to do that. Whether that's sure. seven, four, sure and two, eight, five, and oh, whatever. But 16 points in 13 games to me, and they're back. But if, if, if they end this month going like six, six, and one, or even like seven and six, it's not good enough. It's not good enough. It, for me. it would make it tough. They have to add yeah. at the deadline and play really well to sort of have a realistic chance. Especially if again, they're and even not then, what can you really that? add at the deadline with the cap space we have, dude? Like, there's not much we can do. There. Jalen Chatfield. Well, yes, but like, okay, no. End animation. of the episode. End of the episode. Thank you guys. That ended up being a lot longer so than we much. thought, but yeah, that yeah, was a long one. About. We were supposed to do other things, but I guess we'll have it. We'll, I'm very we happy with how this panned out. Yeah, yeah this is great. This was good. We apt. We apt. We apt. Boys were heat, yeah. as they say. Um. But uh, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna call it there. Um, 
Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for listening. We will see how the Sens do. Hopefully, you're listening to this after a big victory against the New York Rangers. Or we're all going to just be in despair. But uh, that's up for Those the Sens sound to like decide. Great options. Okay. We will see you guys next time. Take care, everybody. Peace.